0: If you're thinking, God, these guys hardly ever make episodes anymore, you'd be mistaken. At patreon.com slash youhatemovies, there are still multiple episodes of You Hate Movies delivered monthly, arguing about the latest movies, ranking directors and franchises, interacting with fan mail, and getting bent out of shape about the latest in movie news. For the price of a monthly cup of coffee, you can listen in and join the arguing. Patreon.com slash youhatemovies. Welcome to You Hate Movies, the podcast in which casual moviegoers, film lovers, and cinephiles argue about movies. Cowabunga, three longtime Ninja Turtle fans and one complete newcomer to the IP have gone through mutant mayhem and back and returned to argue about it. The other day, on an episode of You Hate Movies, I was asking Abby if she felt a certain nostalgic connection or childhood connection to the Barbie toys. That informed her appreciation of the movie. And she said. No. No. She said no. And then I said, but did you play with Barbie dolls? And she said. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. But there was no like Barbie mania or Barbie phase. Not necessarily like a craze. You just like any other child might have Barbies. Any other little girl might have Barbies. You had Barbies.
1: He had Barbies for a pretty long period of time.
0: But when you dressed up in a pink outfit to go see Barbie and we talked in that episode about the way that ordinarily we can't talk you into go going to the movies to see movies that you would probably like because you can't be bothered. Mm-hmm. Especially if they exceed the 90 minute runtime. Right. On Even ones that you vocalize that you really want to see.
1: <laughs> it's true. Yeah. But
0: you went out of your way. We're begging friends to go with you. Someone go see Barbie with me. I need to go see Barbie. And we said, What What the heck is up with that? Is it because you're a Barbie enthusiast? And you said, No. Mm-hmm.
2: You just said it looked good to you. Yeah, it looks good. Because you're not immune to propaganda and they freaking got you, dude. They got you with the ads. But
0: <laughs> then, and then you liked you. it. You went yeah, it
1: there. looked great. And it was great.
0: It looked great. It was great to Burz's estimation during that uh, time. The reason that I brought it up is because at that time we were gearing up to go see the latest film adaptation of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And I was saying that even though I was taking my kids to see it, I was excited to see it because I was a, a little boy in the 80s uh, Or, you know, I guess it's uh, Ninja Turtles was probably most popular demographically amongst little boys, but it was not unusual for little girls to enjoy Ninja Turtles as well. There was what was known as like full-blown turtle mania throughout the 80s and 90s. So I says tabby i says i'm not just looking forward to taking them to see it i want to see this movie too and then it occurred to me before we sat down to record this podcast that i've gone out of my way to see all these ninja turtle movies even the ones that i knew for sure would be bad just out of curiosity you know it's like uh revisiting something from your past that you're like well i don't know michael bay produced this movie and they look terrible but i got to see what's in this movie i'm just curious well sure There's shredder what's he gonna do yeah, there's Shredder. Heck, there's Krang. Krang is in one of them. So you're like, well, oh, Krang in a movie. I got to see what that's like. And then a lot of times you, well, at least a couple of times, you sit down and you're like, I don't know that that was the best thing that I've ever seen, but whatever. And you find some connection to the heyday of your past. But there was a time when uh, it was a, a huge deal, especially circa 1990. In 1991, when the first two Ninja Turtle movies came out. So I'm Josh, I'm on the show. Um, I, like I said, uh, grew up like many of my generation, not special in this way, uh, playing with Ninja Turtle toys, watching the Ninja Turtle cartoons, going to see the Ninja Turtle movies in the theaters with all your friends and talking about oh did you see it and who got this toy and, and getting your friends together with that the had the action figures that you didn't have so that you can complete the set together um, and I saw the new movie Mutant Mayhem Patrick's on the show yep I'm here what's your Ninja Turtle history
3: uh, similar to
0: yours was weird how that works oh right <laughs> we lived in the same <laughs> house yeah, yeah.
3: yeah. <laughs> but I remember seeing the theme song for the first time and not and just somehow it was like kid crack it was just firing in every way possible to just pull me in you know and then you start buying those toys and and comic book it just had everything it just had everything you want is it pizza hut the coolest place to go when you were a kid you could get ninja turtles stuff so yeah i love ninja turtles as a kid and also i've seen all those movies a lot of them in the theaters
0: and out of just sheer loyalty to the turtles you know (laughs) matt is on the show matt hughes is back on the show
2: hello everyone it's a pleasure to be here
0: what's your ninja turtle history
2: uh here's a in another country yeah i I was gonna say here's a fun fact the saturday morning cartoon that we all know and love uh in england they changed both the title card and the lyrics to make them teenage mutant hero turtles not ninjas And I don't know if that was because of a fear of kids doing violent things or racism, but I don't know. I don't know why, but it was Teenage Mutant Hero Turtles. So when I came to America and I heard people talking about Ninja Turtles, I was like, what is a Ninja Turtle? And then I realized it was exactly what I had, just cooler. Can
3: you confirm, though, that changing the word from Ninja to Hero did fix racism and kid violence?
2: yeah there were well no because then power rangers came and so there was uh secret racism <laughs> in power rangers if you know you look at some like mm-hmm. you know you've seen it the black ranger was a black person and the yellow ranger was have an asian person could have been a coincidence and yeah. the, the white ranger was the most powerful the white power ranger come on now yeah. that's <laughs> racist the white power <laughs> the ranger, white power ranger. <laughs> and also there was a lot of concern about kids fighting because of power rangers so i think that it was an unnecessary change in the hero slash ninja turtle debacle
0: but you know when we refer to it in in shorthand we just say ninja turtles did you guys just say hero turtles we sure
2: did wow. we would play hero turtles which was is way less cool. But I remember like the movies coming out. When the movies came out, they were Ninja Turtles. Like when, oh, really? you know, they didn't yeah, go through the trouble. They didn't go through it. the cartoon debacle uh, at that point. And again, Pizza Hut, we had Pizza Hut in England and we had the toys. I had the party wagon from the cartoon. Ooh, That's a good one. Yeah, that was a toy. really good one. I think I was maybe spoiled as a kid. When I look back and I think of all the toys I had, I'm like, oh, I might have been like a brat.
0: I think we had that, we had that perception amongst our peers, but it was really just because uh, our family was super frugal, especially about, you You know, we would, it would be so unheard of for us to just be like, I want a toy. And then
2: we'd get it. That's just not how it worked. No, you wait for Christmas or your birthday. Yeah,
0: but we, w- they'd go all out on like Christmas.
3: And so sure, we'd you be would like, have
2: planned it all year on Fridays. Yeah, at and we're party's. usually
3: laser focused. If it's Ninja Turtles, it's Ninja Turtles for like two years or batman or you know eventually it was video games and stuff sure but it was always one thing that we just stocked up
1: on
2: right so that year would be all ninja turtle and ninja turtle adjacent gifts
3: yeah yeah
2: yeah
1: and there's two of you so there's a lot to yeah, yeah. yeah we could compile
2: oh the yeah sets. y'all got like double kid toys dang i wish i had a brother god stupid so sarah we had some great
0: stuff yeah <laughs> <laughs> she had the worst <laughs> abby's well, on the sister. show here i am and you saw mutant mayhem i saw Mutant Mayhem. in fact she went out of her way to see it in a, in a way because her kids liked it so much they wanted to see it again and it's summertime so he said yeah you want to see it again yeah well, let's go see it again i said it assuming it would be me that went again because i uh spoilers uh i won't say what i thought about the movie yet but i was willing to go see it again <laughs> and, <laughs> and then abby said forget that i'm gonna go if if they're, we're taking them again. So she took them the second time. I heard so.
1: a lot of good things. Even like moms on Instagram were like, it's a good time.
0: Moms oh. on
2: Instagram approval. Moms on Instagram giving it a thumbs up. Dude. Yeah, so,
0: so Abby saw Mutant oh. Mayhem. And what's your Ninja Turtle history?
1: My Ninja Turtle history is um, my brother was into Ninja Turtles. And other than that, I've not seen a single show <laughs> or movie.
0: Did you have any kind of pop culture awareness of Ninja Turtles before you had a little brother because you're much older than him? None. None?
1: None. That's crazy.
0: Wow. That's wild. Now, uh, for context, Abby was born in 1989. So she was born after the show had already been on for two years.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So you weren't really soaking up a lot of that Saturday morning cartoon as an infant. Mm-mm.
2: And you were only two when the first movie came out.
0: Yeah. It's true. But the weird thing about the Ninja Turtle franchises, as specific and strange an idea it is somehow it's not only has a constant constantly evolving iterations you know every few years but each one of them is kid crack for some reason something yeah. about this cocktail of what those two guys came up with for their little comic book resonates especially with kids in a way that's I don't know exactly why. It's something that I've tried to wrap my mind around for years now. Like, what is it that's so appealing? There's lots of superhero shows. There's been lots of, like, kung fu-adjacent franchises and IPs. Something about... I think
1: part of it is that they were, like, kids. So it felt like like this could happen to me.
2: Right. They're not they're not having to identify with an adult protagonist yeah they're or like an adult you know superman te- yeah they're identifying mm. with teenagers yeah which I mean, when you're like an eight-year-old boy there's no one cooler than
3: teenagers. yeah but even like i see what you're saying because of the the more the most recent iteration
0: they've never really seemed like teenagers no, until even this last those
3: original movie. ones they just like they're they're the cool guys they're not really like kids or teenagers okay
1: well then my idea is dumb
0: (laughs) stick with interpreting barbie (laughs) somehow it keeps coming around and it keeps finding the same kind of audience and has a staying power something about the toys uh i don't know exactly what it is but yes kid crack makes a lot of sense and we all went and saw mutant mayhem all with kids too right Matt, you took your kids to see?
2: Oh, yeah. So everybody took here. All three yeah. of my babies.
0: Everybody here with Ninja Turtle history in their past, even though Abby's was only vicariously through a sibling, now grown up, takes their own kids to see Mutant Mayhem. Patrick, what did you think? What's your uh, you know, tweetable review and positive-negative conclusion? Yeah, I thought the movie was wonderful.
3: I, I loved it. I think that if you have uh, any kind of connection at any point in the history of the Turtles, you would probably enjoy this movie. It kind of speaks to all of the different types of fans there are. So yeah, I guess, thumbs up. Mm. Matt Hughes, what did you think?
2: I think, I mean, I loved it. I think that I would go as far to say, even if you don't have Ninja Turtle history, and you just like well-made, funny, animated movies, this is an excellent movie. Even without nostalgia, I'm like, this is just a genuinely good movie. It's really funny. Okay, Mm -hmm.
0: well, let's test your theory. Abby, with (laughs) no Ninja Turtle nostalgia, just memories of a sibling liking it, what did you think of Mutant Mayhem?
1: Yeah, and I would say that my memories of him liking it wasn't, like, strong. It was just like, oh, that's something he's into. Like, I was like... You know, you weren't playing Ninja Turtles with him. No, I was like you. That's like, (laughs) he was a lot younger than me. Sure. Yeah. So, uh, I thought the movie was great. I have no interest in Ninja Turtles, really, but the movie was like, yeah, really funny. Really good. I liked the style of it.
0: You mean like the visual aesthetic Mm -hmm. of
1: it? Animation. Yeah, it was great.
0: Uh, I also uh, loved it and I kind of thought that that wouldn't ha- happen because part of me uh, felt as if surely we're going to be disappointed because the trailer seemed so promising. Yeah. And visually it was so striking and it has a s- score by Trent Reznor and Seth Rogen who knows about comedy. Is, I don't know. It all seemed like eh, it's too promising. We're going to be let down. Or it's going to be like, okay, and that will be a letdown. You know what I mean? But I thought it was great. I uh, thought it was really entertaining. I I read a headline before we went to see the movie that made me chuckle in my office because it said, I think this is the actual headline. It said, Seth Rogen promises, quote, zero boring moments in Mutant Mayhem. And I thought, what a funny thing to say. The promise that your movie's not boring. But it's true. Most movies do at least have one or two boring moments. I'll be danged if he wasn't telling the truth. It was not boring at all. Mm -hmm. It was really, really funny. And for the first time, this is something that seems so obvious but is a weird thing to observe. They did seem like teenagers. uh, More like teenagers than they ever
2: have. And shockingly, I think, because I'm sure... Those of us in this room and listening have noticed often when media tries to portray current teenagers. So like, I don't, Gen Z, I guess, are still teenagers. It seems horribly forced and pandering and badly done and is immediately icky. But in this, I was like, ha, that I have a 13-year-old daughter. I was like, yep, that is a very accurate... <laughs> assessment of what my 13 year old and it didn't feel pandering it felt like people who genuinely like teenagers were like dude teenagers are cool imagine if teenagers were also turtles and Jackie (laughs) Chan was their dad like
0: yeah that's a really that's a good point because I saw someone complaining online after after I had seen the movie because I was like oh man I'm sure everyone loves this and it seems like by and large the reaction has been overwhelmingly positive but of course there's some people who are upset and I read one review um, it was it wasn't a professional, it was like an IMDB review, and someone was like, Oh, it was just so cringy TikTok humor. And uh and this was before Abby had watched it, and she's like, Oh, is that accurate? And I'm like, Well, I, I guess it is kind of like TikTok humor in that they talk like current teenagers. They don't talk like teenagers from the eighties and they use vernacular that I hear teenagers use. But it never occurred to me that it was like, Oh my god the thing that i often feel watching especially like modern horror movies with young people in them you're like oh this feels so contrived yeah and phony and it feels their dad wrote that exactly even the lines they're putting in the mouths of these high school students sound so Mm -hmm. insincere uh i never thought and i feel just painfully out of touch with like tick the world of tiktok culture as, as you should and i thought it was f- hilarious i was laughing and even when they were saying stuff like riz and sus and all that yeah, mm-hmm. it was funny and
2: yeah. my kid was laughing like that's the thing that i took away i was like oh i'm laughing because i'm like ha teenagers are funny and she's laughing because she's like ha they sound like my friends yeah mm-hmm. i was like hey that's that's some well-written teenagers good job yeah that's well done way to go seth rogan i don't know if he's Buying his weed from a teenager or something, <laughs> but like, he, know, he knows some stuff.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And they weren't annoying.
3: You know, They weren't annoying. They weren't. They were very they were charming.
2: Delightful.
0: Uh, and very sweet. Uh, and it's the first Ninja Turtle movie that goes in very seriously on what it must be like to be alienated from society for being a mutant. Which yeah. sounds like such a melodramatic thing for a Ninja Turtle movie. But it was so uh, appropriate it felt yeah, like it was very a sweet and sincere yeah like a coming of age movie yeah and it starts really early there's a scene where after running errands which is hilarious and there's a montage yeah. of them being ninjas to gather up groceries for splinter and they sneak off to watch like a you know one of those projection in the park type screenings of ferris bueller's day off which is an actual uh yeah you know, it, it's the footage from the actual movie right. in yeah. this animated world, which is yeah, really Yeah,
1: they did that a couple times. Yeah, yeah. I liked
0: that, with the, where they were watching kung fu movies as mm-hmm. well. Yep. And uh, and there's this kind of bittersweet music playing as they're looking at all these people that don't have to hide away from society. And you're like, oh, man, that must be tough. Yep. <laughs> 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 or this great shot of them kind of in the sewer underneath all the people above them having like a good time Yeah, and they're, they're carrying are. their dirty groceries. To yeah, they're slumped over, and you're like, "Oh man, I didn't know we were going here." Yeah, yeah. How was hard, man? How appropriate. I'm feeling. I uh, actually don't. This is a weird thing to say on you hate movies, but I don't really have anything to complain about in the movie. Do you guys have nitpicks or some kind of critique that you would poke at it? Or my my critique is with the world because it's not doing awesome in the box <laughs> office. And I'd like to see him make more of these, but... Yeah. Yeah, I read the other day that the Michael Bay produced films uh, outgrossed this one. Oh, my gosh.
2: Which, I mean, people are dumb. They don't know any better. And also, this one had a rough opening because it was like Barbie time. Yeah. You know, I think that's... That's that's right. It does seem that it got kind of
0: caught in the riptide of Barbenheimer. Yeah. Which... I've you know read people online speculating that that had something to do with it, and other people being like, I don't really know. Is the is there a crossover in the audience? And I think maybe
1: were the Michael Bay movies real people?
0: Yeah, with like mocap CG
2: turtles, and like Megan Fox was April O'Neill. Right? Yeah,
1: that yeah. might be it. Might be like you know
3: Megan Fox totally
1: guys yeah. in their sixties might not be going to see animated movies, but they will see a Michael Bay movie.
0: But the the outcry against those mo- the Ma- Michael Bay produced movies when they showcased even what the Turtles look like in the first teaser trailer, it was just overwhelming. Yeah, It was Everyone like was all like, what over the internet. It was just like, are you freaking kidding me? It was like... Uh, it was Sonic's uh, teeth. Exactly. Yeah. Like exactly <laughs> Sonic. like Sonic's Sonic's Sonic. Yeah. Sonic's human teeth. It was exactly like Ugly yeah. Sonic but unlike Ugly Sonic, they, they did not go back and nope. change it. They were just like, screw you. It looks Michael like
2: Michael Bay don't care.
0: Yeah, they made i think that the uh, no they did change two things michael bay showed up at comic-con and said we're working on ninja turtles it's amazing they're aliens now that's not the exact quote but somehow just like that he dropped a bomb and said they're they're butt kicking aliens and everyone was like aliens
2: that's literally not where they come from the name Right.
0: Is the word mutant, so that's weird. Yeah. So everyone was mad, and they're like, Okay, fine, we'll take the alien thing out. I don't know how they did that. They must have been early on in production. Mm-hmm. And then they had a whole thing where uh Shredder was this like white American guy. Right. He was the uh, he was in the opening
3: scene of The Dark Knight, remember in the in the bank? This actor, oh, that or, guy, the yeah. guy with
2: the shotgun. He's like, hey, You don't even yeah. know who you oh, are. Yeah, you're yeah exactly. Being. He's it the was main that, like bad okay. guy. Yeah, he's
3: the
0: main brains behind the situation
3: yeah okay he was the shredder he was the shredder. it was
0: in the teaser trailer and the outcry on the internet was so intense it's like are you freaking kidding me and it wasn't even like you know like progressive outcry it was fan outcry
2: correct me if i'm wrong shredder is a man of japanese descent voiced by uncle phil it is, yeah. Okay. <laughs> voiced <laughs> so, by a black man. It's Japanese, if I say it like that, that yeah. sounds awesome. That is Shredder. Shredder Japanese is Japanese man Oroku voiced Saki. by a black man. Yes. Yeah, okay.
0: Yeah, not just any black man. Uncle Phil. Uncle yeah. Phil. That's
2: right. He's uh, not a white man from The Dark Knight. Yeah. No, so, sir.
0: So they went back, did reshoots, added in an actual Japanese Oroku Saki character as the mm-hmm. Shredder and just made the other villain like... The brains of the operation, the pre-crane, h- yeah, that hires Shredder. Yeah. Okay, but they didn't change the way the turtles look. They're like, you're just gonna have to deal with. It. They have noses now, you know. Yeah,
2: I remember.
0: Somehow those movies outgrossed this one, even though the reaction on the internet to like the teasers and the trailers was just like, oh my god, it looks amazing! It looks like the first good one in so long. The Rotten Tomato score is like 98 or something ridiculous like that. The audience score is the same thing. It seems like it just got caught in the riptide of yeah. other big movies coming out. I mean, it was
2: a huge movie. Like, didn't Barbie just like topped Super Mario Brothers for like the most money ever made, blah, blah, something or other? It I don't passed
0: know. Mario for the biggest movie of the year so far. Yeah.
2: There you go. And it's like one of the top grossing Warner Brothers movies ever. Yeah, past like, the, pass dark, the night. dark Knight. Yeah. Like, and Oppenheimer's doing really good too. Right. So they're making movies together are truckloads of gold
0: really tearing it up i think that it's not necessarily like oh i was gonna see mutant mayhem but i saw barbie instead but it might be like the the, a lot of these people that or the studio was probably counting on people like us families taking kids to go see the movies and if you're a grown-up that's like i already had two date nights this month to go see barbie and then go see oppenheimer or in some cases both in one night Man, I'm not going back to the movies to. Yeah, we'll yeah. wait till it comes to Paramount. Oh, your Plus. random old mm-hmm. couple
1: that are just going and picking a movie that day. Yeah, probably didn't pick me in Mayhem. Oof,
2: boof! That Michael Bay movie made like 490 million dollars.
0: I will say this: the second one of those two, the uh, Out of the
2: Shadows, or whatever, was
0: actually pretty fun. Yeah, <laughs> with we should go
3: the list of the Ninja Turtle movies and talk o- or rate them at least. But yeah, the uh, yeah, and I do wonder if the whole thing of we're just trained now that if that movie looks really good, I'm going to wait a minute because I can stream it Yeah. in just a second because it comes out yeah, so fast. Yeah, especially
2: I think people with kids maybe do that mm-hmm. more because especially they're like something like this. Even that where it's like it comes out on your TV and it's like $20 to rent it. You're like, well, if me and my partner and two kids go to the movie theaters, that's like $50. Yeah. So this is a deal and I'll wait and but man, I'm so glad I saw this one in theaters. Yeah, I didn't feel the same way. Yeah. It's huge and, and cool. And there's so many. De- that, the way. Like, when I mean, we talked about how it's animated, like, I think that the design choices they made were so cool. And there's so many choices that contrast, like, the foreground characters and what's happening in the background. And even some of the action stuff is animated. Like, it's almost quickly scribbled with a crayon. And you're like, what is happening? And I think seeing all of that on, like, a big screen is so worthwhile because you get to really enjoy all those details more that they've the people who made it obviously put a ton of time and thought into. Yeah,
0: apparently I saw a clip online of the director saying that when uh, they were asked, uh, when the team was first assembled and Seth Rogen was approached about, do you have any ideas for a Ninja Turtle thing? And apparently he was like most of us, like, are you kidding me? I was obsessed with Ninja Turtles as a kid his thing was could we go full in on the teenage element and they said yes which is the one thing he felt like hadn't been fully explored and the director said what if it looked like it was drawn by teenagers that's cool idea was that it's like scribbling in a notebook perfect yeah yeah and uh and it was so uh Fresh sounds like a, such a stupid word and I hate the whole like oh we're in a post spider verse world but to me it was infinitely more visually interesting than across the spider verse which is our other benchmark wow animated movie this year
2: yeah but I I think you're right I, but I think that obviously it I think it owes a lot to what happened with the first spider verse movie where there was that like We're going to animate all the characters this way. We're going to animate the background this way. And then obviously the second Spider-Verse movie like then pushed even deeper into that by making different universes have different backgrounds and stuff. What Spider-Verse
0: did essentially was not change the game on animation. It changed the game on studios being wieners about how creative they let their artists be. Because somehow Sony... Prob- I mean, I bet you anything it was a, a bad decision that ended up being a good decision because Sony, we have proof on paper, has no right. idea what they're doing.
2: No, we have, e- we have emails. Yeah, we have their leaked emails. Got yeah. those receipts. They're
0: bad. They're yeah. absolutely... They are
2: buffoons. Buffoons. <laughs> they don't know what's going on or what they're making. <laughs> anything
0: good they make is an accident. Yeah. So maybe they were like... Uh, looking at it from a different angle and they gave permission to these animators or to these, you know, the, the Those directors, the creative team yeah. Yeah. to yeah. go bananas. And then it paid off. And then all the other studios were like, oh, well, we were kind of playing it safe. We didn't think audiences would tolerate something that different because they're all idiots, too. Right. Sure. We were
2: DreamWorks making Teenage Kraken.
0: Yeah, exactly. These studios <laughs> have no idea. They're just at the the buffoonery of the studios is just staggering but now they're a lot more comfortable with taking risks and now everything that we see that's not kind of the pixar model people run and say oh wow spider-verse 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 which is really just the permission slip for the studios to and even the spider-verse
2: things all they mean is we've animated the backgrounds different to the foreground it
0: doesn't look like a pixar movie.
2: exactly but it doesn't look like disney or tangled exactly like mutant mayhem i think went way wider with that you know like i even think that every scene was animated slightly differently i think obviously they were connecting threads but like depending on the location it looked like that when they were talking to superfly under the bridge it looked different than when when they were in the high school and i'm like man that's really well thought out and well thought through Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it almost had a 2d quality to it in a 3d yeah world you know like if you think about the way that pixar still insists on animating their movies it's like photorealism, but the actual acting are marshmallow people yeah our marshmallow people yeah. are animals but yeah. like the backgrounds are photorealistic the objects are photorealistic nothing about this was photorealistic in fact it was like you know, you'd look at a traffic light and one light's bigger than the other. Yeah. And <laughs> when it would blink, People's it'd have lines come out
3: off. of it. In,
2: yeah. You
3: know.
0: Yeah. And it, that gave it like a hyper cartoony quality. Yeah. Whereas you could argue, I guess, something like Spider-Verse has a hyper comic book sure. quality, yeah. which is appropriate as well.
2: I think the the for me, the part that looked the closest to like a true cartoon without it being disjointed was like the... Uh, old boy fight scene, you know, or it was like the side scroll where yeah, it kept yeah, switching between. You know, I was like, oh, they have just really dialed in the animation on this bit because they just want you to enjoy how freaking cool this action sequence is. And I was like, yeah, I'm really glad I wasn't distracted from that because everything about yeah, it was yeah, perfect. Yeah, yeah, that's a
3: good point. In that moment, it it almost changed a different style. Yeah, for that, it felt that more scene. like
2: you know, like the original cartoon where you're like, yep, there's a 2D character. And he's the same style as the 2D background, and he's beating up 2D bad guys. There's some banging music, and we're switching between all four of the guys. I Mm -hmm. was like, man, this is awesome.
0: Yeah, yeah. and if you think about all those things that you just said, it seems to me that if you, even subconsciously, if you have an awareness of the uh, franchise, that there's certain things you come to expect that identify what makes a Ninja Turtle story or movie. One of them is like New York like an urban environment and kind of a gritty urban environment. And then at least beyond the original comic book, you come to expect that it should be funny and that there should be really awesome Kung Fu sequences. Uh, And that's something that was set up by the cartoon to a certain degree, limited of course, by the animation standards of 1987. But the original 1990 film, funny, New York, gritty, It borrows more from the comic book than the cartoon, but obviously the cartoon stuff is in there, the jokes and the pizza. You laugh a lot. And then they would have these really great extended like Bruce Lee fight sequences.
2: Because all the guys in the suits were legit like kung fu artists. And then
0: you'd watch the movie and feel like, dang, I need to to fight an entire group of ninjas Mm -hmm. that are all running at
2: me at one time. Yeah, I got to find a foot clan and beat them all up.
0: So this movie delivered all those things. It was like gritty, urban funny throughout and then it had these really good well choreographed staged and shot fight sequences yeah that were uh some of the best in the entire franchise in fact the opening fight or the the ninja turtles first fight in this movie in the garage garage where they try to save the scooter Uh was so hilarious and thrilling to me because it's so frenetic and chaotic and they're kind of blowing it but but accidentally doing good yeah at the same time mm-hmm. that uh that from then on i mean i was already really in but i was like oh dang it's gonna have it has everything and yeah,
2: then by the time we get to that side scrolling thing oh my gosh i can't stop thinking about how good that side scroll was <laughs> it's so good it like, is and the heart is just so sincere
3: there if you watch like behind the scene things you see that they had all the the kids who were voicing the turtles not adults the they were all in the room together and there would be times they're like you guys just talk and hang out and they would like record some of that kind of stuff to have in it so oh,
1: that's fun. it
3: felt very genuine because are the like it
1: characters i really appreciate that i know nothing about the shows or the comic the characters but i felt like throughout the movie you could see each character or person, you know, turtle, <laughs> turtle thing. <laughs> they yeah. all had very unique identities. Is that, was it, did that carry over from? Yeah. Uh,
2: yeah. Yeah. Leonardo we're leads. Leonardo yeah. does machines. <laughs> yeah. You're supposed to, <laughs> to, you're
1: also
3: supposed to have your favorite. You have one turtle. Yeah, who's you you like. birds.
2: Now's your, now your time. Now's your who's time. Who's your
0: favorite? It was really true to that classic. We won't, you can, you can take time to decide. By the end of the episode, you have to decide. <laughs> yeah, I know my, my favorite. Whoa. Uh, uh that you always have Leonardo as the do-gooder as the leader as the one who wants to do right Donatello's usually the more like studious and intelligent and mm-hmm. tech savvy uh, Raphael's the kind of uh he's cool but you know he's kind of rude <laughs> <laughs> he's got a screw he's a, he's a loose cannon and yeah. he's got anger issues and oh yeah
1: he's the anger guy. Yeah he has yeah.
0: A, he has a hard time Rage submitting problem. to Leonardo's leadership he's emotionally flawed and then Michelangelo typically is like the comic relief he's silly he's bombastic and mhm they they brought all that into these new versions and but they felt like <laughs> unique to this version mm-hmm. as I well. I agree. And yeah. I liked that all their voices, even though they they actually had teenagers voice them, had really unique, yeah, they tonal did. qualities, so mm-hmm. that you could hear them specifically sounding really different and recognized. And I love that the kid who voiced Donatello's voice hasn't changed yet, mm-hmm. so yeah. he was the one with the squeaky
2: voice. Yeah. Oh my and gosh, that, well, that he was, was so really cute. good <laughs> casting.
1: I didn't. I. And I mean, it's this is not a real complaint, but <laughs> I was telling the kids that at the end, I thought it was funny that um, you know when they were like wearing clothes. Yeah. <laughs> but which one is it? I don't even know. Michelangelo. See the one that I said he looked like a nerd because he Leonardo. had Leonardo. Like Leonardo. Yeah. He had
2: like a button down on. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. like a
1: lanyard yeah man like he's, going such to high school. He's, he's such a nerd <laughs> yeah exactly. all the other kids had like hoodies and headphones yeah, but he's
2: like the he's like the firstborn so in like the classic family dynamic you know he's like the b- he's like trying to be the best he can be because mm-hmm. he's the leader so he feels that weight of responsibility yeah he so had it all tucked in so. he, yeah because he wants to get straight a's and date april yeah, yeah i was yeah, like
1: that's hard. no you're not gonna get a girlfriend like that Sorry, when dude. they're
0: Uh, And that you know, there's always been this kind of like weird but innocence to. They like April in like a romantic way that they, but you know, like it's just been in all the things where they make jokes about how pretty she is, and when they were on the phone with her in that great scene where she's taking notes on the subway and she's like, "Do you guys have ears?" You know, and that stuff. And you can see on the phone that they have her in the phone as April, and then parentheses human. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> i was trying to read i saw it a
3: second time uh in the theater and i was trying to read the notes and it was yeah. like one is like how many
0: have the red one stabbed <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah. <laughs>
0: how many people has the red bandana turtle stabbed yeah
2: that's great
1: yeah i like um i think tell the best in this movie i thought he was the funniest he was like not over he was not like funny funny but i thought like his mannerisms and like the way he talked like when he was like yeah, our dad's not a giant rat. <laughs> 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 like, that's so funny. Oh yeah. my god! He was right. so great. Yeah, he was
0: great. Yeah, and he, and he was it. so squeaky. He found his people at the end, sitting around on their laptops. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, he was so excited that he saw like an anime reference in the high school. He's like, this kid has a reference to an anime on their locker. Yep, it's because he's a nerd. Right, yeah, he nerds, nerds love like that stuff yeah and uh, I know that like I'm a a big fan of these guys work so this is typical of me to say but man that score is fantastic yeah yeah. I I didn't know how that was going to go but
3: as soon as like uh, it cuts to the scene of going down the the sewer and then you start hearing the the drums or whatever kick in I was like oh man I get it this is going to be good yeah it was
2: really good and the
1: fight scenes were the fight scenes were always great
2: great. I think also for me because the last movie I'd seen in the theaters was Oppenheimer where the score is, as I'm sure you guys recall, very loud yeah, most man just of on. the time. Yeah. <laughs> like, and yeah. so to hear a score that actually felt like, oh, this is here to uplift and support what is happening and at no point am i being overwhelmed by it but i'm always aware that it's there and it rips like that was really awesome
0: Uh yeah it really punctuated the action sequences and the title card had such a good title card yeah Yeah, that was
2: good
0: -hmm. Uh, man
2: man i love a good title card
0: yep remember that fresh
2: title card shoot we went wild
0: Abby and I just watched a movie last night. that had a title card after the half hour mark. And
2: Stop! I didn't even like the movie, but I clapped for the title. Oh, man, <laughs> that is bold. It's bold. <laughs> yeah. I love a late title card. I want a title card at the end. <laughs>
0: Sometimes,
3: Sometimes you get that's that. it. Sometimes you get them like that, yeah.
0: Yeah. Children of Men has bumpers, yep. title card bumpers. Yep. Great title card, and then that's the last thing you see before the mm. credits roll. It's because it's masterpiece. Yeah, it masterpiece is masterpiece. Perfect. Maybe uh, Mutant Mayhem will end up in masterpiece theater. So before we end, um. You don't have to like go through and rank uh, all the Ninja Turtle movies, especially if you haven't seen them all, per se. But where does this one fit in with like your other favorite or favorites? How does it rank in the pantheon of Ninja Turtle movies that you've seen? Patrick?
3: Uh, this one's the best one to me. I would say it's number one. And I would say it's number one just above the original live-action one. Uh, I remember seeing that one in the theater as a kid and just being probably how my kids feel now like unable to control how excited I was (laughs) for it Um, and it lived up at the time it lived up to every bit of hype I could ever imagine in my mind and it's still a pretty dang good movie I think it's the 1990 movie yeah we're still talking about it's like it does all the things well and those suits look cool still and then the other one you know there's some bad ones in there part three is bad part two is really silly now um, that CG one, the first CG movie, uh, TMNT. yeah, that's a sequel to the original run of movies. Uh,
2: okay. So it's kind of number four. It's kind of number four. Okay. They,
3: they have like super shredders helmet in it and stuff. Okay. Like, and that was pretty good. We watched
0: that one somewhat recently and I thought that one was pretty good. It's definitely better than it has any business being because mm-hmm. it feels a little phoned in and nobody really cared about it, but it's a pretty
3: entertaining movie. They look cool and that might the second michael bay movie i thought was pretty fun yeah.
0: the second michael bay movie uh, uh, Nin, teenage mutant ninja turtles out of the shadows out of the shadows. is essentially a live action adaptation of an episode of the saturday morning cartoon yes it is gotcha ridiculous it's bonkers man <laughs> it makes yep it has crank talking <laughs> funny it makes no sense no. it has cartoon logic Crappy jokes. Th-
3: most of Michael. Tyler Bay's Perry. Have Tyler Perry is Baxter Cology. Stockman. <laughs>
2: Stop. Hey,
3: you really watch this movie with your family. You'll You'll okay. have a little laugh.
0: Matt, what do you think?
2: Um, so I have full disclosure. I've never seen the Michael Bay two movies. I probably will at some point. Um, I just. Remember at some point someone telling me there was like a lot of drum and bass in one, and I was like, Oh, I don't like that, so I don't want to see probably it. Probably true, I can't yeah. remember, but that um, sounds right. Yeah, so, and also, I just I don't know, I was tired for a long time. Um, <laughs> 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 I was too tired, <laughs> you know, I had stuff to do. do, do he had to wash his hair all yeah. throughout the oh, period had of that headache. movie's it was availability. Bad. <laughs> um, but I so I take that <laughs> information and do with it what you wilt. I think this newest one mutant mayhem i agree with patrick i think it's the best one and i also would put uh the live action one at like a close number two because it's you know it's like a one of the five pillars of my childhood you know like it's up there and so but i think this one and i it's been a few weeks since i've seen it and it's had some time like i would say maybe this is a perfect movie mutant mayhem like it might be a full five star not even five kicks situation I don't know if there's a thing I would change about it
0: yeah,
3: I
2: guess
0: good. that is the criteria no yeah. one can find anything to fuss about nope. except for Abby doesn't like Leonardo's nerdy outfit
1: I mean but it's yeah I like it it's just, it's just true to character it's though, true, though, true. Yeah. It's, and it's true to life and it's sure true to him I guess I don't know I haven't seen any of the movies so this is my favorite <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's how that works yeah. one of one
1: <laughs> <laughs> but I have no interest in seeing any of the other movies so I probably won't ever see them. hey
2: you should see that live action one though
1: but wow. I will say if there's anyone out there listening that's like I'm not gonna watch an Ninja Turtle movie you probably should watch this one because it's actually really good
0: there you go wow that's right. a great review. That a solid review not from the nerd and the loyalist here's a funny story uh when the first michael bay movie came out i did not go see it in theaters but when it was uh, available on Redbox, i paid to rent it just out of curiosity i was sure. like i want to see what that thing's like i was watching it one night abby came in the room and she's like what are you doing and i was like i just wanted to see what this was like and she sat down for a second and she watched a few minutes and heard some of the jokes she said is this a movie for eight-year-olds and i was like yeah <laughs> 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 Is, yeah. <laughs> yep. uh, yeah i agree with you guys i think that i, I would say honestly it's probably easily the best ninja mm-hmm. turtle movie it's the most sophisticated without like betraying anything that i think somebody who likes these kind of things would like to see and probably the only ninja turtle movie that even if you don't care like abby said at all about these characters or this idea You'd probably still be entertained if you just like an entertaining yeah.
2: movie. It's yeah. really it's funny. A, it's a good movie, regardless of the fact that it's a Ninja Turtle movie. It yeah. just is a good. It's a well-made, funny, comedy, animated, excellent, enjoyable movie. And it's a bonus that it's got characters in that we love.
0: Yeah, exactly. That's what you would. It's the yeah. way you would like to see beloved characters treated. Yeah. Just put it in a good movie rather than trying to find what the next profitable iteration will be or like bowing to hopelessly giving yourself over to fan service in a way that feels phony and contrived. It feels like these guys actually liked these characters and just wanted to make a good right. movie. Yeah.
1: So the lesson is hire Seth Rogen.
0: So yeah, apparently he's I mean, I don't I, I don't know. Is this the first family film in which he's been, I mean, he wasn't just no, a producer. Top he wrote was it. a family film, technically, because <laughs> it's about a family. <laughs> <As> a <baby>. <laughs> <laughs> and I agree that the the 1990 movie is a close second. Uh, it obviously feels dated because it was shot in the 80s and came out in 1990, and it's actually an independent movie. That is know? wild. Um, but. Uh, I still think even though it looks dated, the soundtrack is dated. That's part of its charm is that it feels so situated in that transition period between the 80s and 90s. And that's something that's great about this Ninja Turtle movie, uh, Mutant Mayhem, is that at the time, the 1990 film felt really current because it had this hip-hop soundtrack and like a really like 80s synthy score to it. And now this updated version kind of updates the vernacular and the songs that are in the background and borrows from like kind of classic East coast hip hop, but also has this like cutting edge score from Trent Reznor. So it feels like it's anchored in its time, you know, Mm
1: -hmm. They're talking about Drake.
0: Yeah. They have a joke about Drake. Mm -hmm. That guy's the goat of all time. (laughs) 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 But man, when that, I remember we saw an ad for the 1990 film, uh, when before, you know, when that was just how you would know a movie was coming out, it's yeah. just like a t- commercial came on TV. And we kept watching TV after that with a tape in the VCR so we could tape it when it came on again. Taped it, memorized the trailer, and would just act it out to one another. Mm-hmm. You'd be like, okay, now you go. And like, okay, so the first part's like this. Oh my God. that's how excited we <laughs> 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 like that. Y'all are. You all <laughs> You don't know. Maybe you're not cool enough. <laughs> oh everyone has to say their favorite ninja turtle before we're done abby's is donatello
1: in this movie at in least. this
0: movie this is her only familiarity and she's she's fine with that mm-hmm. donatello matt what, what was and is your favorite ninja turtle and why
2: <laughs> and why uh i think it has historically been leonardo because you hear that birds? yeah i know because i love wearing <laughs> a button down and a lanyard that's my favorite clothes because i understand the pressure to want to please your dad
1: oh my gosh <laughs> i never feeling like it just can. got too real <laughs> but
2: in this in this movie i think that my favorite was michelangelo
3: okay patrick who's your favorite ninja turtle my favorite one has always been michelangelo because yeah. i always thought the nunchucks were the coolest weapon
2: in the english version of the cartoon every scene where he had nunchucks cut him out oh, oh yeah yeah. Yeah. yeah the
0: other guys got swords
2: i know isn't that crazy it's because there was i was looking it up earlier That is racist. there was a list of <laughs> <laughs>
0: guess, that's racist against nunchucks
2: there was a list of like ninja weapons that were banned in the uk and so they were like you can't show them in a kid's cartoon
0: well, that's bizarre
2: yeah and nunchucks was on the list but it seems like all of them but the
0: stick should be okay they yeah since all of them
2: <laughs> yeah just hit him with a stick that's fine they
0: yeah. uh this is how kids would pick their ninja turtle. i mean it would actually be based on like i like the weapon some oh, kids yeah. would be like i like blue mm-hmm. I like oh the sure color blue so he's my favorite
2: yeah well that is the appropriate way to pick anything
0: yeah my favorite was always raf in the cartoon days and now uh Guys, that
2: says everything about your personalities. (laughs) The fact that you like Michelangelo and you like Raphael. (laughs) All those stories when you're a kid where you're like, well, I'm not doing that. Why do I have to take my hat off inside? (laughs) You're all Nazis.
0: (laughs) (laughs) What did you think about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem? And where does it rank in the great pantheon of Ninja Turtle movies for better or for worse, leave us a comment on this episode at Youhatemovies.com and let us know if you want multiple monthly episodes of you hate movies, go to patreon.com slash you hate movies, where for the price of a cup of coffee every month, you can get that so coveted. You hate movies content, that sweet, sweet content. Follow us on all our social media outlets, all at YouHateMovies, movies, where you can join in on the conversation and argue about movies.